Welcome to the Right Place, Right Time podcast, brought to you by Place Specialists Thinking Place. Uh, my name's John Till, I'm the founding director of the company, and through these podcasts, which you can access on our website, we aim to take a look at different aspects of place through the insight of leaders in their field. Today, um, I'm really pleased that we're going down to the south coast of England and we're going to hear from Jim Parker. Jim has been a journalist for 47 years um, in Torbay, South Devon and Devon and has edited daily and weekly newspapers. As you can imagine, he's seen and managed a huge amount of change in the industry with ever-changing technology and the coming of websites and social media. Three years ago, he launched a new weekly newspaper in Torbay and is now executive editor of several publications with Clear Sky Publishing. Um, importantly, Jim is chair of the Torbay Place Leadership Board and I think it's very fair to say he is a very prominent figure in the Torbay area. Uh, Jim, it's it's lovely to be with you again today. I'm looking forward to your your words of wisdom. You're very welcome onto the podcast. Um, and I guess what, what we always start with is, is to find out where your favourite place in the world is and why. Okay, thanks for that intro, John. Um... I don't know about words of wisdom, but we'll, we'll soon see what we're going forward. But yeah, uh, brilliant. So, so listen, I've been really fortunate um, to to travel the world. Um, I, I'm into sport in, in a big way, and so I've been lucky enough to tour several countries, actually playing cricket, albeit with the Devon seniors, which are the old people like me. Um, so I, I've been to the likes of Sri Lanka, South Africa, brilliant place, Kenya, Canada. Uh, all over, and and I and I love visiting France. I, I love Ibiza, and I love holidays with the family in Mallorca, place like that. But um, and I'd say this, wouldn't I? I always come back to Torbay. Uh, that's my favourite place. Uh, I look at all those places, and and why wouldn't I? Torbay has all those brilliant features. So my favourite place is going to be Torbay. Has to be. Well, I was going to say, as Mister Torbay. You couldn't really say anything else, could you? I could have. <laughs> I'd have been in big trouble if I had. <laughs> um, so I think it'll be important for people to understand, because they may well not have heard of, of Torbay and what, what makes it up. So um, this is the selling bit, Jim, now, where you can tell everybody the wonders of Torbay and what it is. Okay, so, so, so Torbay's made up of three towns. Uh, we're known as the English... Riviera, obviously, will be famous worldwide, hopefully, and I'm sure we are as a, as a seaside resort with 21 miles of beaches uh, and uh, a great natural environment. Uh, we're a geopark, which gives us UNESCO rating, so that environment is sensational. Uh, and we have all that, all that goes that with, with that environment. But we're also much more than that, John. We're, we're um, a resort that offers um, entrepreneurs room to invest, we have great uh, education facilities with the local college that has university status aspirations. We have a high-tech industry that, that sits uh, in the middle of the, of the bay doing world pioneering work and doesn't shout enough about it. 
Uh, and we have people. People are brilliant, you know. And once you once you mix the place and the people, you have a, a great, vibrant future there for for Torbay and and the, and the Riviera. Not just, you know, we 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 have. Um, I think it's four million visitors during the summer season, which generates something like you know twelve million, twelve million pounds of extra or forty million pounds of extra revenue. So you can see the importance of revenue. Our challenge really is to make it all year round, uh, um, so we don't have to rely on on tourism and make that all year round really. So yeah, Torbay, it, it's sea, it's sand, it's Dartmoor, you know, half Norway. It's a brilliant place to, to live, work, and visit. Uh, and please come on down. Yeah, it is. I mean, it is beautiful, the, the setting of the bay and, and to have um, a national park right on your doorstep as well is just stunning. So you, you you mentioned the three places. So do you want to tell us a little bit about what each of those places brings to the party? Because they are quite complementary. Yeah, so um, to Torquay, Paines and Brixham, uh, and they have their own USPs, their own identities. Uh, and um, they're part of the bay, but very individualistic as well. Yeah, absolutely, especially with Brixham. So, so Brixham is the, is a, a fishing port, uh, uh, but it, it's it also boasts lovely independent shops and restaurants. You know, you can sit uh, in a restaurant on Brixham Harbour, and you can literally touch the boat that's brought your cod in or your fish, wherever it might it might be, to plonk on your table. So, Brixham is is the fishing and food. Uh, um, mix that that makes Brixham world famous the busiest fishing port in in the UK uh hundreds of jobs millions of pounds generated uh and has plans to to expand the fish market down there Paynton Paynton uh is is between uh Torquay and Brixham and again it's renowned for its family fun on the foreshore it's it's a family resort uh and I think um you won't mind me saying John that that when you came down to Paynton with your with your team uh, before we we sort of launched the Thinking Place initiative, you were told beware of Paynton because it was a rubbish place, <laughs> and I think you were surprised. It, it's not a rubbish place; it's mm. brilliant. It's got the pier, the beach, if you want that um, sort of offer. But at the same time, it's got the high tech industry. It's got Southam College and all that goes with it. So it's a place of um, entrepreneurship as well as family fun on the, on the, on the foreshore. And, and Torquay, and I've not said this, Torquay, my my favourite town, uh, and I'm not allowed to say that, but there you go. <laughs> uh, uh, Torquay is the is the cafe culture um, capital of of the bay. It's it's cafes, it's yachts, it's marinas, it's that leisure by by the sea. It's the it's the active adventurers uh, magnet. You know, you can kayak in the morning, you can sit on a balcony and do your laptop work while while you're enjoying the sun. So. Uh, so Torquay is the marina capital of, of of the bay. So once you've got those three mixtures, the the continental style that you can drive from Paynton to Torquay and look at the cliff top and see the white buildings. That reminds you, you can you can just see that that international flavour. So you've got that in Torquay. You've got Paynton with that mix of um, family fun and and business. And in Brixham, you've got the fishing and the lovely restaurants. So so that is Torbay really. Yeah, so it is an amazing. Um combination and it's funny when we, we talk about work live um i just loved chatting to the guy who was working in the high-tech photonics industry and etc which is just unbelievable with global reach 
and he canoes in to work and he goes home. I mean, yeah. there's not yeah. often that you can say that. So it's it's a fabulous environment. No, that's a really um, great introduction to the place. And, and and you've got, as as we mentioned, a pretty important role in the promotion and development of Torbay as as chair of the place leadership board. And I and I think people will be interested to know what that actually involves the good bits the maybe less good bits how it fits with your day job and at the end of the day given that it's not paid why on earth do you do it jim <laughs> mug is up there look uh, um listen I, I i got involved with with this um it must be four or five years ago when i um it was a newspaper campaign which which i was trying to launch and it fits in with this. Torbay is a great place, but we have people, a minority of people that are forever moaning. You know, if you want to put a, a garden shed in your back garden, then the placard would go up so we know what this is. So, and I was of the mind, we, we were on the verge of some great stuff then. And I thought that perhaps the, the key people in Torbay should get together because now was the time to celebrate Torbay and drive drive the bay forward and I present that campaign to Torbay together and around that table were the key so-called key leaders uh, of the bay the the council the regeneration company the health trust the college the the, the uh, community sector so bringing public the public and private sector together in one setting and one by one I was amazed they 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 backed the project and backed the campaign but more than that they had no chairman at the time so they asked me to chair it uh, and um, it was it was a great honour and privilege to be asked in the first place, uh, and I agree with one condition. They just spent two hours talking about the colour of a branding logo, and I said only on condition that we didn't talk for two hours about colours of logos. So that was the start, uh, and then that was morphed into the into the place leadership board about 12, 18 months ago, uh, and the entire purpose of together and the leadership board is to celebrate Torbay as a place with those key leaders, uh, but um, but have a united voice with public, private, voluntary sector, all seeing from the same in-sheet, to make sure that we were giving Torbay that voice out there and up there um, and to attract investment uh, and just say what a great place it was. So it's, it's to keep people together in one setting. It's private, public, Voluntary, also what a great place to talk about, but achieving things and not just talking, delivering. As it feel my day job, so my day job is mixing with all those sort of people I've done for 45, 50 years, which is brilliant. And sometimes, yeah, it's a challenge. I, um, I've got eight grandkids. I've got a wife that, that is outside the outside the door now giving me grief because she wants to go somewhere, but uh, that's a common experience. Uh, and... And so I do a lot of work in the voluntary sector with um, different bodies and cricket. But I do it, John, because I've got a passion for Torbay. Uh, I've got a passion for its people. Um, and I just want to see the bay go up rather than down the pan. Uh, and I think we're at the crossroads of that big new beginning. And I do it not for me. I do it for those grandkids I talked about. You know, I'm not going to benefit from this, but my grandkids and my kids will. And so that's why I do it. I've got a passion and I'm honoured and privileged to do what I do. Hmm. And, and it's been interesting to see how that leadership 
group has evolved, how its role has evolved, and and how you've you've managed to take the message very much from just internal and pride, which of course is massively important, but also to take it external. Yeah, and again, that's that without blowing smoke, the Thinking Place Initiative has, has played a massive part in that, and um, you know, focusing on on Torme as a place with those USPs, those themes, and making sure. We have a story to tell, and and yeah, we have, and and um, it's not political. I need to emphasise, by the way, that politics politics plays a part. People will always be on the scenes play play politics, and I find that rather intriguing. I like that, um, but it, it is not driven by by the council. It's supported hugely by the council, and without the council, we wouldn't have done this. And without you, we wouldn't have done this. But you know, we have. We managed to take the board. We managed to sit down with a group of investors in London at a club up there for a lunch with six investors, worldwide investors, for the, for the first time. I actually said to them, here's the story, Bungy Money Highway, we want to want you to invest. So that was a, a major step forward. And, and even more so when we went to UK Reef last year in Leeds for three days, selling Torbay amongst all the big boys, the, the islands and the whales and, uh, you know, all those sort of people. We're the little mini, mini Torbay. And it worked a treat. It was brilliant. So, yeah, we've achieved quite a lot, uh, both internally and, and also what we're doing now, John, is we're engaging with our near neighbours. Torbay was, I, I used to have a great time as a journalist uh, because Torbay would always come back as the as the basket case. Great headlines, yeah. would never engage with people outside its boundaries. That is now finished. Now we're engaging with Exeter's, the South Ams and the Plymouth, which we have to do with devolution on the table. So... Yeah, that's what we are. Yeah. And, and you've talked about the Torbay story, which obviously is powerful in itself as a set of messages and priorities. But obviously, this is much more of an approach, a way of doing things differently. So can you talk a little bit about what the story is, what's it all about, and why Torbay has gone down this particular route? Yeah, so, so again, going back to the start of the conversation, Torbay is a great place, um, but we, we we never shout about it enough. So that was one of my main aims with that campaign I talked about five, six years ago. They didn't come thinking place and turn it on, on its head and just develop that even further. So uh, every place has a story to tell. Torbay's got a story. And it's, and it's those USPs, those, th- those themes I've mentioned with Torquay, Payton and Brixham, each one of those stories you can package into a storybook, which is one of our tools, and you can take that anywhere. You know, you can say, like, here's Torquay, here's Payne, here's Brixham, here's the massive opportunities. But it's focusing, it's doing more than talking, John. It's focusing on Torbay and what it has to offer, what its tangible have to offer, so you can see, and it's telling us that it's about the place and its people. Huge, huge focus on the place as a place, if that, if that makes sense. Uh, and just um, looking at the, looking at those uh, individual offers to make sure that people do know that we're here uh, and we're special, which we which we are, and I think that's worked. And but not only that, the Torbay story needs to be loved and taken on board by the people locally as well. They have to buy into it, and th- the challenge has been making it clear to people that this is a serious new initiative to put Torbay on the map and get investment to take it to that new future. It is not just about a lovely coloured storybook, uh, some branding and some headline themes and just saying we're brilliant. It's absolutely not about that. It's trying to get the whole of the bay to, 
to sign up to a new place initiative, initiative which takes the place to a different level. Mm. No, I think it's, it definitely is. Um, I think you can really see how it is very, very place and, and people led. It isn't about organisations and, and yeah. egos. It has to be about a journey for for everyone yeah. really um and i mean and you've been on this journey now as you described for sort of 18 months two years and from your perspective what do you think has been achieved the very fact that that 15 20 people are still sat around a table listening listening to me boring the pants off them as chairman for me is a major achievement to keep those very busy people uh, in the same room and uh, same room and engaged and trying to join that initiative to drive forward the bay with the toy store in the place. The very fact they're still there for me is brilliant. Yeah, they could have walked and I could have been made to look rather stupid. So that that I think is brilliant. I think the very fact that we are together, Tor Bay was very fragmented, John. It had different groups here, they're yeah. everywhere, and and I said the minority voice rules and the majority voice was always silenced uh, and so we, we try to put that right and the first major breakthrough for me was when we went to uh, the commons and met jake berry who was then the growth minister he'd just given grimsby 80 million quid worth of dosh for a time deal funding and we went there with a little russian doll called matilda and then matilda had the rings and they were different asks that we were asking of, of jake when it came to housing to new jobs to tourism all those sort of regeneration rings and he loved it and and we're sure that on the back of that he was very impressed with um what someone was what was offering and the place it was getting and where the route it was taking and, and we got 22 million pounds worth of town deal funding for torquay on the back of that and 14 million pounds of high street funding for painting so I, i'm sure that showing that Tom had turned the corner and came out of that basket, that was the basket case, led us to um, being on the map for the first time and getting that funding. And of course now with, you might come on to it in a minute, now with the Leveling Up partnership, which is absolutely sensational, that's a, another different angle. And, I, and again, I think that's because we are where we are when it comes to that unity and that unified voice trying to get the best deal for Torbay. And, and you've touched on some of the bits like, you know, going to UK Reef, the big sort of property investment event in, in Leeds. And I suppose my observation from the outside looking in is is how professionally you've developed the message, but you've also done it with that wonderful likeness of touch. And whilst it's not all about promotion, this, as you rightly said, this is about culture change and building relationships. There have been some lovely bits that you've done that I'm sure you'll reflect on. I'm sure you're going to tell us the story about the football club as well. Yeah, and, and just go back to UK Brief, you know, again, we, we went up there on, on day one and our gift to people was a, a little bag of savoury fish and chips. And we thought we got no chance here. We're going to take the mickey out of it. They loved it. Absolutely loved it. And yeah, Talk United, another uh, relationship that I've built with over many, many years. Uh, and they've now adopted the Torbay story for branding on, on their away strip. So, that, so the Torbay story is now branded. Wherever Talk United play their away games and when they get TV exposure, which is which is brilliant. And just another aside to that Torbay story. 
So, you know, if you look at how we've met the bay with a bag of savoury fish and chips and, and a professional football club with branding on their on their shirts, not bad, really. Um, and again, from Leeds, the whole point was trying to get some investors to to visit Torbay and not just eat those bloody savoury fish and chips. And we're on the back of that, we, we had. We've got four or five definite leads, and I, and I know that there have been major investors actually in town looking at the sites that are there for potential regeneration. So that is a huge step for us if we get those people in town to look at where, where we need money spent. So, yeah, it's worked wonders, yeah. Yeah, I think the, the the lovely bit is it's it's a confidence and b just being a bit imaginative about it, which is, yeah. which is fantastic. Yeah. And, you, and you've touched on um, the the leveling up partnership, and obviously twenty places were given that that status in the in the last budget. Um, the the tour based story work has put you in a in a, a very strong position to respond to this. So so can you tell us a little bit about what what this leveling up partnership is and, and why actually you're in this strong position? I think we are where we are because the leveling up partnership strategy is all about place, and I've used that word place so many times that you know it's hugely important. So and what what I think the government want to see is places that are joined up with people signing up for that new future. And, and we've had meetings with government directors and, and officials, and they can see that we're a huge part of that way down, way down that, that very road. We have a leadership board, we have unity, we have people signed up, we have the community on board. So that that's ticked many, many boxes. Uh, and we have clear priorities of where we want to go. Um, we've got those Tandil funding projects that I mentioned, or the Tandil funding, which are linked to projects to regenerate Torquay and Paddington centres. Uh, for me, the you know the Living Up partnership that would make make a major boost to try and deliver some of those, and and the big ticket wins as well. Uh, and they made it clear that there's four hundred million pounds worth of money attached to the partnerships. We might end up with that. We might end up with a decent amount of cash, and hopefully it's the latter. But the very fact that they're coming in and looking at what we're doing as a partner can only can only be good. And I think that they're doing that because and we were in a meeting two weeks ago, John, which you chaired. And it was brilliant. I'm not giving away any confidence here. I think that so the lady who was there in the room with us from the government was sort of half convinced that Tommy may, may have something to, to work on. And to hear her say after presentations that she was, in fact, 100% behind Tommy and what we're trying to achieve, was absolutely brilliant. It was mm. it was go dust, and um, so yeah, that that's what I, you know because we are there. We we have um, proof of that is our champions network. So we have the community and the champions that that those are people out there that that meet regularly once every two months and listen to inspirational business leaders just to, again to sell to obey and what they can achieve. And we're setting up town boards, so we've got that grassroots voice the champions and the leadership board. And it's that which makes up the new voice for Torbay. Yeah, and as you, as you said, the great bit is how it's it's pulled people and organisations and businesses all together on, on an agenda that they actually can all agree on, and that is making Torbay an even better place than it is, which is just Absolutely. lovely to see. And, you know, and I'm sure you do this, if you sit back and reflect on on the last couple of years you know what 
what do you take away as, as the learning points that might help other places who are kind of thinking about going down um, a similar route? I think one thing that we could have done better was have clearer priorities and a clearer timeline, a clearer agenda going forward so we knew exactly what that looked like and what we wanted to achieve. So maybe, and again, then that is part of the, the levelling up partnership there, that, that has made us look at those priorities uh, and narrow them down to priorities that can be achieved. And I think that's quite key, looking back that rather than have 22 ticket items on a blackboard, have four or five and make sure that they are deliverable. So that's what I, I would, um, that's the first thing I would say. And I think that the partners around that table want to see that. Again, they're very busy people. They don't want to spend two years, three years talking about these skis. They want to see shovels in grounds. So, so for me, it's identifying those priorities. And, and also, we're now talking about a big win, a big ticket idea, uh, whatever that might be. And again, that, I think that is part of that, that going forward. So you've got the priorities, the big ticket, and trying to work towards, work towards identifying those, which I think is, is very key to keep people on board. But I also think that pace is an issue. And again, I have got no patience. Um, my, my world is, I don't have patience. I don't hit deadlines. I don't get papers out. And the people that we work with in, on that board are, are likewise. They like to see, to see, see things happen. So um, I would encourage people to look at way of making sure they deliver things more quickly, which, which we've done okay, but we need to do things a little bit better. And I think... Involving the big business boys, really, the, 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 the corporates, the Southwest Waters, the environment agencies, all those sort of people that, that are quite keen at all, but we haven't quite got to the table. So, it, so it's those. And be bold and be brave. You know, go for it. Don't just talk about it. Just go for it. So that, that would be my priorities, pace, big business, and be bold and go for it. Yeah, I mean, and, and certainly within those learning points obviously also is a is a recognition of, of some of the great success because it's always easy to look where you are but i mean i suppose when you reflect on the journey which has been a, a longer journey but certainly in the last 18 months i mean it's like amazing where you've gone come from and where you now are and and the things that you now believe are achievable as, as a place that maybe before didn't seem quite within reach. No, I, I agree. And again, um, you can see that confidence, John. Listen, Torbay's got challenges like any other town resort in, in the country and in, in the world. And, and we are struggling a little bit at the moment. Our town centres are, are, are dying. They need regeneration. Simple as that. We've got empty shops. We've got social issues. Uh, we've got drug issues. We've got homeless issues. And we need to recognise that and address those challenges. And only by regenerating the town centres and increasing footfall and that offer will you be able to offer hope to those sort of people. Yeah. Um, and yes, so, but, but at the same time, the confidence being shown by the private sector is still there. So we've got uh, three new hotels being built in Torbay, the Fragrance Group, Singapore-based, are investing £140 million into the bay with three new hotels uh, only this week kent's cabin one of the most famous prehistoric caves in in the world was sold for two and a half billion quid to another hotel hotel chain that owns the bombing jail they've actually bought a hotel in Paynton 
and they can scatter. And if you talk to the CEO of Tudor Hotels who own uh, Bob in jail, he will say that he's proud to be part of the Torme party, which I think is sensational. And that, and that just about sums up where we are as a place. Brilliant. Jim, you're absolutely infectious. And I know that, as I say, you, you've done a wonderful job along with um, all the partners. I think it's an absolute exemplar of, of what you can do um, with a slightly different place-led approach. It's been lovely listening to you. I'm sure everybody has really enjoyed it as well. And as I say, all of these podcasts are on the Thinking Place website please listen because there's some fantastic stuff there jim many many thanks well thanks john for the um for the chance it's been really good talking to you thanks very much